0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Global News is reporting Canada's National Police Force, the RCMP, has arrested a youth in Ottawa in relation to an alleged terrorism threat against the Jewish community. Uh, this is what Global News has learned. We're about to speak with the Israeli ambassador to Canada, Peter who will be joining us in a moment. Two national security sources, according to Global News, said the alleged plot was believed to be religiously motivated and targeted against the Jewish community. A male youth who cannot be identified due to his age was arrested in Ottawa last night in what one source described as a significant national security investigation. Global News has agreed not to identify the source, who were not authorized to speak publicly about the ongoing investigation. The youth appeared in an Ottawa courthouse this morning although the charges against him were not immediately available. He's been taken into custody until his next court appearance, which is scheduled for Monday morning. A man who identified himself as the youth's father Saturday uh, this morning said he did not know what happened. Uh, Global News is not identifying this man. He said the youth's mother told him he was picked up by the RCMP on suspicion that he was planning an attack on Jewish people. Uh, We will speaking with uh, Global News' Mercedes Stevenson shortly on the program and hear more from Mercedes, uh, what Global News has found out and what this story, what the developments are. With us now is the Israeli ambassador to Canada, Mr. Ido Moed. We've spent quite some time with the ambassador on the program over the last number of months uh, since and including October 7th. Ambassador, thank you for coming back on the program. What does this story say to you?
1: Good afternoon, Roy. Thank you for having me on your show uh, well i I think that it's a source of serious concern. I wouldn't like to go into details about this uh, investigation, but we've uh, we've had some incidents in Canada where uh, Jewish institutions were attacked, uh, shot at uh, molotov cocktails being thrown, so it's definitely a source for concern.
0: And uh, can you just expand on that a little bit when you, when you talk about the concerns of the Jewish population, the Canadian Jews, and perhaps Jewish, pop, um, pe- Jewish people visiting this country at this particular time? Uh, what, uh, what are your more direct concerns? Have you had any threats at all toward the embassy?
1: Uh, again, Roy, with your uh, permission, I wouldn't like to go into details about security matters. But as we've all heard, in the last few weeks, Uh, that there have been some incidents uh, in Canada around surrounding uh, Jewish institutions. So uh, the fact that that didn't happen prior to October the 7th is a source of concern that it's now risen to a level that uh, there there is an ongoing investigation going on right now. Um, I think that uh, I can leave it at that. All right, Ambassador, I appreciate that.
0: Let's uh, look at what took place earlier this week, and that's the vote at the United Nations, a UN resolution that uh, uh, Canada, for the very first time, voted for a UN resolution which was detracting to and in open opposition to Israel in its demand for a ceasefire and a two-state solution. Canada voted for that. No other prime minister, among them numerous Liberal Party prime ministers, including the current prime minister's Father Pierre, have uh, taken that step. Justin Trudeau took it. Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie told CBC she favors, quote, an accountability system, end quote, to investigate Israel's actions in Gaza. What are your thoughts on that, Ambassador?
1: So uh, we have to ask uh, Minister Jolie exactly what was meant by that remark. But I think that the point of the matter is that all of us want to prevent further uh, uh loss of life in the region and that is something that Israel is working very very hard to attain that is something that we've been uh working also working very hard on during this war right now and as you remember I've also uh talked about that at length in your previous times that we've had this a uh, uh, discussion on the radio about the efforts that Israel is making to make sure that as much as possible people stay out of harm's way and at the same time also facilitate the flow of uh, maximum uh, quantities of humanitarian aid into the Gaza Strip. Uh, our, our war is against Hamas terrorist organization, not against the Palestinian population, but the fact that they embed themselves among the population makes it extremely complicated.
0: Yeah, um, is I, I have to ask you this because this relates to the voted to uh, the United Nations and it relates to where we are now in in the world. Is anti-Semitism appearing within international governments, do you think, uh, Israel might have considered and perhaps still does, to be friends, including our own?
1: They, we have to separate between what is going on under uh political level. I think that governments uh, around the world have uh, find, and especially the most friendly ones like Canada, find very good ways and channels to uh, transmit their concern about the situation on the ground and that it is happening also with Canada. Sometimes we uh, disagree, uh, like in this specific case. Um, That's disappointing, but uh, I wouldn't go as far as to characterize it as anti-Semitism of any sorts. Of course not. There is uh, there is uh, open debate about how we can save people's lives. It's a debate about how we can look into a future that is um, recognizing the uh, the future of all peoples, the, the right of all people to have future of their own which Israel has recognized numerous times when it comes to the Palestinians or its neighbors, of course, but in a way that will save lives and not will will leave on the ground uh, the sources of the evil that we've witnessed on October the 7th. And so, therefore, we are fighting until Hamas is eradicated, and we feel that if we stop right now, uh, it will allow Hamas to rearm and to regroup and to continue with their attacks and to continue what they have started on October the 7th, and we will not allow that.
0: Hmm. Were you surprised, Ambassador? Was your government surprised at the uh, Canadian vote on the UN resolution?
1: Uh, We were not surprised. We we knew and uh, we heard about that, but uh, we were disappointed, absolutely.
0: Is Israel... And I, I see lots of emails, and I have a lot of communication with uh, with my listeners across the country. And I'm not saying that I'm seeing a shift in, uh, in opinion, but there are questions being asked in the emails I receive. So I'll ask you this. Is Israel perhaps isolating itself from international support so close um, to Hamas's October 7th brutality with the IDF attacks on Gaza? in pursuit of the goal of eradicating Hamas. You've talked to me about that, Uh, the goal and how Israel's army, the IDF, is going about this. But is there danger that Israel may be isolating itself from the international community, or does that really within the greater theme and the greater context of what you're trying to accomplish, does that really not matter that much? It's not that important compared to what you need to get done.
1: There are two things. First of all, Israel is very much attuned to the international community and questions such as the issue of Israel isolating itself look when uh, 100 over 150 countries vote against uh, vote for for um, a resolution in the United Nations that does not uh, mention the source of the the whole affair that is unfolding in front of our eyes this war that we are fighting against terrorism then it's not I don't think that Israel is isolating itself in that sense. It is that the world is blind. The world is not willing to look the truth in the eyes for political reasons. And that's that's too bad. But I do feel, just like as Canada reiterated now with the statement together with uh, New Zealand and Australia, there's solid support for Israel's right to defend itself, and also the very strong condemnation of Hamas and their atrocities, their terrorist organization, and the atrocities that they enacted on October the 7th, and of course, calling for the release of the hostages that are still held by by Hamas. So it's not an issue of isolation. I also think that the countries around us understand very well, and I'm talking about Arab countries, understand very well what Israel is doing. Uh, and the question is again, the question is again, at what price? We ask ourselves the same question at what price? Because we continue to pay price with our own people waging this war. But in our understanding, there is no other alternative but to fight Hamas until it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and that you.
0: Sorry, Ambassador, go ahead.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm saying this. We feel that this is a goal that should be shared by the whole world.
0: We've seen a lot. Of a great deal of anti Semitic activity uh, on the streets, not only of this nation, um, but in other nations in in the Western world. We've had uh, university situations where students have, um, Jewish students have felt extremely unsafe in their environments. And we've also seen in uh, the United States in congressional hearings, Ivy League presidents, Harvard and so on, um, not denouncing the uh, genocidal aspirations or genocidal talk about uh, Jews and about Israel. Ambassador Moed, when you see that happening, when when, you, uh, when you're made aware of what's going on, and you'd be much closer to this than any of us, how, does, uh, how do you deal with that as the representative of Israel in this country, knowing that we have Jewish students in this kind of ours who are afraid to go to school or afraid to go to university? Who have said that they will not necessarily inform people they're jewish if those people don't know because they're they're afraid is this situation spiraling out of control and uh, and being underscored accepted by individuals such as the presidents of the ivy league universities
1: i think there is a that there is a sort of a, a, a perfect storm that takes place right now where misinformation and disinformation plays into Uh, some of the enthusiasm that some young people have in being active on issues, on global issues, but um, unfortunately don't have the opportunity or the access or the will to have a look at the facts as they are. So what you hear is chants in the streets about uh, Intifada revolution Nobody knows that Intifada meant another wave of slaughter of Israelis through suicide bombings that took place on Israeli streets and buses and cafes and restaurants. So I'm sure that people who are yelling for that don't really wish that to happen anywhere around the world, not in Israel, not anywhere else. Um, The same applies for from the river to the sea. That is just a sentence taken from the Hamas Covenant. Uh, and so I think that when young people are chanting for these kind of uh, uh, slogans and don't take the time and bother to understand what it means, they don't know that they actually advocate for a lot of other things that Hamas government is calling for, which is, for example, um, uh, not allowing for homosexuality or disallowing uh, women to walk around uh, freely in the street or to work. Um, A lot of issues that, uh, in in their eyes, is the right application of Islam. Islam is a peaceful uh, religion, but Hamas is a fundamentalist organization that looks at it in a very different way. And so I fear that what we have to do here is take the time to inform uh, a lot of people. What is exactly they are talking about when they are talking about these kind of things, as well as work on um, Holocaust education and about uh, antisemitism eradication. Because I, I think that there also there is a lot of uh, misunderstanding and lack of knowledge that feeds into what is we are, what, part of what we are seeing on the streets today.
0: You know what they call for. What the UN resolution called for: humanitarian ceasefire, without mentioning Hamas. Uh, first of all, uh, that is just far too inaccurate and vague, um, and signed onto uh, by, by this country at the same time. Um, there was a de facto ceasefire in place on October the 7th, wasn't there, Ambassador
1: Absolutely, Mollet? absolutely. A ceasefire was there that was broken by Hamas, uh, during the fighting, we uh, reached a sort of a, 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 what we call a pause, a humanitarian pause, which was also broken by Hamas when they started shooting their rockets again into Israel. So it's, it's a genocidal terrorist organization that's completely uh, not only unreliable, it's intent on killing Israelis. That's the only reason for for existence. So even if we had tomorrow a uh, two-state solution agreement with the uh, Palestinian Authority, Hamas would still continue its war against Jews and against Israel. So we have to understand that these kind of uh, efforts um, are at best naive because they will not reach any difference on the ground. They will cause more death both on Israeli and Palestinian sides. So um, that is that, it's just a different reality, and we have to face that. We also have to face the fact that we are talking about values which are very important for all societies that we have to defend because we are fighting evil, because we are fighting horrendous uh, people who, uh, as we know, already uh, killed, maimed, raped, burned, and uh, did horrific things to to people, to innocent people, just because they are different.
0: In, In about 30 seconds we have left, as you look ahead to 2024, What are you expecting? Or is there any way to even have an expectation?
1: I expect, I hope, let's let's put it this way, I hope that we will have counterparts who will take responsibility for the values that all humanity stands for and will find a way to persuade their people to establish a peaceful entity that will be able to coexist with Israel uh, in peace in the future. I don't see that happening very soon, but I do hope for that.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.